0: Hello there, Comic Clan, and welcome to Comics and the Cross—the greatest streamers you have never heard of. I, of course, am one of your hosts for today. Cross, sitting alongside my partner in crime, as always, Nitro. How are you doing today, Nitro? I'm good, man. How's everybody doing in hope, the chat? In hope chat, everyone chat. in chat is doing well. Thank you so much, as well, to everyone who's hung out with us beforehand. If you're just catching the show on YouTube or listening to it later, um, this does go out live on Twitch every Sunday. And today, we decided to do a little pre a rant about some stuff that was going on um, in the comic book community we don't have time to delve into it and um, but talking about the stuff with Ripperverse and Black Sands Entertainment and um, we're going to have a little chat about that beforehand so if you like hearing ramble beforehand come in before two o'clock on Sunday you'll get a little bit of something else um, and thank you as well for those shout outs I don't know why it's not posting the thing I don't either it's not posting the links but they're in our chat click on their names go to their pages while we're checking out yeah Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know why a shout-out is not doing that. It's like, we literally... I, I check this stuff before we go live. Just saying. Um, can we get a shout-out as well for um, Geeks Under Grace as yep. well? Because is yep. in the chat as well. Um, but welcome on, everyone. We are here to talk about the... Probably one of the most controversial Marvel movies of at least Phase 4. I don't think I've seen a movie or a product coming out from Marvel... During phase four, that has caused so much controversy. It's like literally, you either love or hate this movie, it feels like. There's very few in between that thought it was alright. Most people either love this movie or absolutely hate it. We are, of course, going to be talking full spoilers for Thor, Love and Thunder.
1: Full, full spoilers.
0: If you are in chat, if you're listening to this right now, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're wherever you get your podcast from, we are 100% doing spoilers for this. If you have not seen Thor Love and Thunder and do not want anything spoiled, you're probably not on the internet anyway, but this is not the podcast where you. Go see it first. If you don't want spoilers, we are going to go into some stuff. We in, have to. In three, two, one, Korg becomes Thor. There you have it.
1: There you have it. You have it, it was a
0: controversial decision, but I thought it was a yep. good one. It was okay. I I thought it was good, you know.
1: Uh, I I think we should preface, though. I think we should preface before we get into this. This is our opinion. Uh, (laughs) You are so nervous
0: about this. I'm so
1: nervous. We realize...
0: See, I don't know why you're nervous. You've lost your geek card like five times over at this point. This is the first time I'm risking stuff here. I'm
1: already on my back foot. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm already on my back foot uh, from a nerd perspective. Um... You know, again, this is our opinion. We we might alienate some people. We still love you. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm gonna say this right off the bat. Then, like, just delve into it. I was not a massive fan of Thor. I did not think this was awful.
1: All right. So let let me. I'm sorry. Let me back up just a second. Going into this movie. I know you and I had different perspectives on. Um, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. Right. So, so like, talk about talk about that a little bit, and then talk about going into going into uh, Love and Thunder with that.
0: Yeah. So, like, I, I enjoyed Ragnarok. I overall, I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok. I thought it was a good change of pace for Thor because, very quickly with the previous Thor movies, I felt like Thor as a character had become kind of stale, mm-hmm. like. I get people are wanting a more serious Thor, and that's what they were going for initially. But like what they were doing with the character was very much—he was. Like by the time you got to Avengers: Age of Ultron, he's just there. Yeah. There's not much to him, so I yeah. really felt like Ragnarok was a breath of fresh air to him. He had a new look, new haircut, new weapon. He was Stormbreaker. They mm-hmm. were revitalizing everything. Oh well, not yeah. Stormbreaker yet. He didn't have that yet. But you know what I mean. Like he's like he's just he's building his lightning. It was a whole new feel to it. Um, I am not against comedy in the Marvel movies. I think mostly, generally, for the most part, Marvel balances humor very well with everything that's going on. Um, I think they do a really good job of balancing it. And people go, like, "Oh, I don't like the comedy in movies," and I'm like, "It's a comic book movie. We're meant to have a bit of fun." You I mean, know, yeah. If it's you like- read
1: comic books, comic books have comedic levity in a Is lot it- of the, you know, in a lot of the books. If it's a comic it? book,
0: like, have fun with it it's like, you're talking yeah. about people with superpowers running around fighting things, it's like, have some fun and um, so the 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 tone overall for Ragnarok I did not mind um, I liked the comedic elements that were in it some of them were a bit too much, like it was a little bit, like, on the nose some of it, and it was like, okay, like, let's pull it back but for the most part they pulled stuff back. There was a lot of serious moments, there was a lot of good conversations, there was a lot of character development for multiple characters. Overall, I thought it was really good because you juggled the jokes with Hela coming back and taking over Asgard and the backstory of Odin and what was actually going on, the the connection with um, Thor and Loki getting back together and like building that brotherly bond and actually becoming friends and Hulk, you know, like his story of how he got there and like Ruffalo dealing with that, the bringing in a Valkyrie. there was a lot of stuff that was juggled and it was juggled really well going into Love and Thunder but actually even following Ragnarok I my peak version of Thor was just after that when he appears in Infinity War 100% agree I think that was my peak version of Thor one hundred percent. I enjoyed that version. The t- comedy had been pulled back a bit, and I thought that was the best version because there was funny moments. There was like stuff where it played on like he didn't quite understand certain things, like even just stupid stuff like he keeps calling Rocket a rabbit and stuff like that, yeah. or like the eye and different thing. I, for the most part, liked that version. I was worried like when we got the endgame game version of Thor. I don't totally think that version of Thor was handled best. That's probably one of my few major complaints about Endgame, was how Thor was handled. Um, Chuck the Hut, thank you so much for gifting that sub to LG the Paladin. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you so much, LG. Welcome to the Nation of Geeks. Um, But yeah, it's like... So when we got uh, Love and Thunder, and it was Taika Waititi coming back, I thought, okay, this is going to go back to Ragnarok level. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not my absolute favorite version of Thor, but it's as pretty dang close as you're going to get. Yeah. I went into this though, not with Love and Thunder itself being an issue, like seeing the trailers and stuff, but the fact of like what we've gotten so far in Phase Four has kind of eroded my hype. Yeah. And for the most like, part,
1: we were going into this movie saying this this needs to be an out of the Parker this needs
0: to be hit out. And there's no reason it shouldn't have been.
1: No, you're, there is no reason.
0: You're doing a Thor movie which is building off of Thor Ragnarok, one of the top Marvel movies for pretty much most people. Most people would say yep, that's a phenomenal movie, one of my top Marvel movies. You're touching on one of the popular storylines of Mighty Thor bringing in amazingly bringing back Natalie Portman who was who was done. Mm-hmm. Bringing her back for Love and Thunder. And then bringing in Gore, the God Butcher. These elements should have made this a slam dunk easily. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It just, it just, it really wasn't. Yeah. What were your feelings of Thor going into this then? Like cause so, you, because you were slightly different on Thor Ragnarok from me. You had a bit of a yes. stance on that.
1: So I feel like, you know, we, you and I talked about this a handful of times. I, I didn't hate Thor in Thor Dark World or the first Thor or honestly the Avengers Flicks I didn't hate him I thought he was a decent character um, he did he did feel a little flat you know uh, a little flat um, so when when Ragnarok came out I liked their I liked the take on Thor mm-hmm. I liked that Thor I liked Thor as a character in that movie I think what I had an issue with was just the overall tone of the movie um, and I've seen t- some of Taika's other stuff outside of Marvel, and like Jojo Rabbit, awesome movie, mm-hmm. awesome movie. I think he, what he does in that movie really well is play really dramatic scenes and comedy like really well. Really, he does it really well. Um, so I know he can do it. I, I know it can be done. And I haven't seen a lot of his other stuff, but I know he can do that. And i i felt like this movie was just i don't i i don't want to say it was a train wreck but it was just way off the rails you take any movie that's come before it and say well that movie has way too much comedy this takes this and like slams the pedal through the through the bottom of the floorboard on the car yeah it's it's, it's 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 way too much and like I said, I know you and I have talked about this. I wasn't a huge fan of, of Ragnarok. It's probably not one of my favorite movies. But again, I love the way that they, they show Thor in that movie. Um, but this movie, I, I just wasn't a, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. Uh, like, I would give it maybe a five and a half or a six out of ten, maybe. Yeah, I would uh, I say that.
0: I, fairly, fairly middle of the road, I would say. I, I think
1: one of, the, one of the biggest issues I had outside of the whole comedy thing, which I think was, it was way too much. Like it was way too much, and the the jokes that they did have, they would just keep recycling the same joke over and over, and just hammer it into the ground. Yeah. Um, like this is there's this ongoing gag with with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker where apparently now, I, and I'm assuming they did before, but it was never alluded to like this. They have the the hammer is sentient, like it's, it has sentience, like it can think, it can it has emotions, everything. Um, which and, is.
0: And ne- which although it's a thing in the comics has never been addressed in the movies not alluded to right since At all. 2011 <laughs> and, and since Thor Storm, 1
1: <laughs> Stormbreaker also has the same sentience and there's this whole running gag in the movie where Thor is trying to get back with his ex which is Mjolnir of course and Stormbreaker is the jealous girlfriend or whatever and that's how they're playing it off and then he ends up like you know trying to smooth it over with Stormbreaker uh, honestly that was a complete miss for me 100 Fair miss flat yeah I just want to
0: catch up on and uh, the chat and stuff so we've got LJ saying let me see if this actually works and I can bring stuff up on screen yeah, I'm sure you guys will get to it but there were some parts I thought were just undercut because of the comedy absolutely agree Yeah. Um, and it says um, certain aspects didn't hold as much weight as they should have and yeah mm-hmm. we're definitely going to get to that um, and then the last one he threw in there was like gore is one of the best parts and we are definitely yeah, going to get to that
1: yeah so that I want to talk about that real quick because all right, I don't want to be—I don't want to come off as a comic book elitist because I'm not. I promise you, I know—I know way less about comics than the man sitting to, to my left, right, to my left. Uh, but <laughs> I did read—I did read the intro to Gore. I read uh, the Mighty Thor, um, Gore the God Butcher, and I was super excited for this movie because Gore is a freaking scary villain in the comics. He's mm-hmm. a, he is a challenge and I I don't I mean that that's actually not a good word he is a threat like an existential threat to Thor he easily bests him multiple times in the comics and again obviously we're going into spoilers already but uh Gore was in this movie Christian Bale's Gore which he was awesome by the way don't get me wrong he was awesome as Gore he was in this movie maybe 15 minutes
0: oh yeah he was he was barely a part he was barely a part of this movie and I'm like Oh there we go. Finally like we got our first disagreement. <laughs> Locksteady. Uh, oh my gosh, I cannot disagree harder in terms of non story required stuff. I felt like the scene where Stormbreaker slowly floats into the rear frame was one of the funniest things ever.
1: I don't mi- I don't mind that if that was just like a a fleeting like oh that's funny. I would have preferred try to hammer it like
0: I would have preferred uh, it if they'd done it without them having sentience. I would have preferred if they'd done like kind of like longing to look at me on the wall, like Jane's holding her, and then like, uh, then like, kind of like the camera zooms out and just sitting like up against the wall or something, to the Stormbreaker. Yeah. And play it like that, but um yeah, I will I mean, say that yeah. I felt like tons smashed against each other pretty hard. Yeah, I think that was my thing. Is like there was a lot of tonal issues to it as well with that. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's kind of get more into the stuff here because we're yeah. already starting to push into it. Then, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I will and say this,
1: the screaming goats is, is one of the funniest parts. Of I am not
0: going to lie; I should have. <laughs> the way I hated some of this comedy and the overdoneness of it, in this, I should have hated them, mm-hmm. but I laughed every single time every I single heard time. that freaking scream, and I, I can't help it. I don't know if it's just my child mentality or whatever, the but when
1: it, it's a Pavlovian
0: response, like, <laughs> smash through the window! I like. Can't help it. I freaking loved it. <coughs> yeah. So see, look. Okay. There's a good place to start with us. We're talking about Gore. Let's get into Gore because it's going to take. Uh, okay. It's going to take I, no time because he's not in this practically. All
1: right, So you and I had this conversation the second we walked out, uh, you know, out of the theater. We stayed on the parking. We stayed in the parking lot on the curb for about an hour and a half, two hours, just talking about the movie. Yeah. When I saw the opening to this movie, and I saw. You know, Gore's daughter die, and him pleading, like begging for help from this god, and then him turning to rage and murdering this god. I was like, dude, this movie is going to be sick. And then there was an immediate shift in in tone, which stayed the whole movie. And it was like, I 100% agree, Lock. There was a there was, and and Cross. There was a, a tonal issue with this movie from right after that intro scene of Gore. After yeah. that, it felt like a completely different movie.
0: My issue with my major issues with Gore come from this: from what we got in this movie, he did not feel like a big enough threat. No, not at all. He should have been built up like even like in Ragnarok or Infinity War or whatever. Like with Thor, like imagine if Ragnarok just references to like gods that Thor knew, mm-hmm. and then finding out they were dead. And that's it. Nothing else, or like, or even for the fact of like that um, opening scene with him. Imagine that happening at something like the end of Ragnarok. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, we're getting Infinity War and all this stuff. Like, but in the back of your head, going through Infinity War and in Endgame, you'd be like, Gore's still out there. Yeah.
1: Gods are suddenly disappearing.
0: You know that You're whole brutally scene. Brutally tortured. The whole scene of Gore was done well at the opening because it was him. So good, man. praying out to his god and then finding out like his god was an awful person, yeah. And then getting the Sword and just tearing through him and seeing that yeah. corruption flow through him. I thought, crap, awesome. this is going to be amazing, yeah. This is going to be done awesomely. But there was, should have been a build up to God, but even with that, the opening was phenomenal, yeah. The problem is following that opening, <laughs> as with the rest of the movie, I feel like. There was very little direction. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a build-up to, like, this making sense. It was more a case of stuff just happened.
1: Because the very the very next scene was with the Guardians of the Galaxy, right?
0: Yeah, because the next stuff happens yeah. with Thor. The next time we see Gore is he appears at New Asgard. And it's like, okay, he's appearing at New Asgard. Makes sense. Technically, yeah. the Asgardians are all gods, even if they're just living in a fishing village now. They are yeah. gods. Am I going to go yes. around... To, am I going to murder all of them? No, I'm going to kidnap their children.
1: What? How does that make sense? And, and uh, one thing I should say, okay? I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of sound like a, a, an elitist here with comics, and I don't mean to. But in the comics, one of the, one of the main drivers for Gore was that he did not have beef with non-gods. Like mm-hmm. He didn't touch them. He didn't mess with them. In fact, he went out of his way to say, I'm doing this for you. I have no beef with you. That was that was a very big sticking point with him in the comics. The biggest
0: and- missed opportunity to get him over was they showed him tearing through innocent people. Yep. And yet we had a whole citadel of gods. Were you not sitting there waiting for Gore to show up? I was waiting for him to appear out of a shadow and just start taking heads off.
1: Which, can we talk about, can we talk about the, um, what is it called? The Everlasting City? What is it?
0: What is it called again? Was it Omnicity or something? Eternal some City. There? The
1: Eternal City? Is that what it is? We'll uh, get anyways, to that in a sec. Let's
0: finish talking about gore right. first. We'll get right. to the, the gores. Because that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other one. Yep. But, like, there was no butchering. He kidnapped kids. He terrified these kids. And at the end of the day, there wasn't even a reason for it. Uh-uh. All right. And I and I want to make this point to you. What was Gore's end goal? And I said this to you as soon as yep. we came out the theater.
1: And I agree 100%.
0: Came said it to you as soon as I came out the theater, and I'm going to say it to chat and see what they think on it as well. Gore, his whole purpose is he hates the gods. Yep. He thinks they are all awful. They do not give anything to their followers, and he essentially wants to free their followers of having to listen to them. What is his end goal for this movie? To break through using the Bifrost Mm -hmm. to get to... um, Eternity. Eternity, that was it. I was had to remember which freaking (laughs) deity it was. Deity it was. To get to eternity. Because the first person that gets to eternity gets a wish. And that wish will be granted. And the belief is... And I like to point out as well... The belief is he's going to get rid of all the gods. At no point does Gore, first of all, confirm that. Mm-hmm. Never at any point never, does he say verbalized. what yeah. he's actually going to do with his wish. For all you know, he was just going to get his daughter back anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Why would Gore trust eternity?
1: Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of his drive. Gore
0: like. has been so put off by gods. Has been so put off by them thinking they are useless thinking we should not rely trust the gods we should not put any faith in them but he is going to go to one of the biggest deities there is one of the biggest celestial powers there is who is essentially a god above gods Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and what's he going to do basically pray he's going to wish (laughs) or uh, another word for that could be he's going to pray to eternity to get rid yeah, of all the that, other gods. Not only
1: that, he's going to kneel in front of Eternity and do He that. knelt in
0: front of Eternity <laughs> and I'm like, can you see God of the comics kneeling before oh any god? Because when they yeah. said he was going for Eternity, I thought, holy crap, he's going to kill Eternity. He's going to wipe out everything. Yeah. And I was like, no, he's going to make a wish. I'm sorry, what? He's going to essentially pray to Eternity to get rid of all the other big bad gods. Yep. God, THE GOD BUTCHER, LADIES AND GENTLEMEN! God, the... God, the... the... the wisher? For the big bad gods to go away? To the bigger god that's above them all? <laughs> what yeah, just happened? Not. Like how can you go that far downhill from your opening scene? like it doesn't make sense in terms of his character
1: I I didn't catch that during the movie but the second you said that I'm like dude holy crap you're right
0: exactly LG in the chat there it's like he says yeah I thought he'd want to take eternity's power at the very yeah I thought he's going to kill eternity and like either wipe out everything or take its power yeah imagine him with that power and I'm like yeah I'll take out all the gods myself and I need as much power as possible to do it
1: dude Chunk said um, someone named God uh, Gore the God Butcher should be shown butchering some gods Uh, yeah exactly
0: one <laughs> god. We see him killing one Within god. in the first five minutes. In <laughs> the, the opening episode. scene. We, he legitimately... We, we, there is legitimately... That there's legitimately a city full of gods. And none of them get even injured by him.
1: Well, the only person who gets injured is by Thor.
0: I'm like, how... Like... God the God Butcher is one of the greatest things to come out of Thor comics in recent years.
1: Yep.
0: How do you screw that up? This I, guy should I'll have. Wait,
1: been... I want to reiterate. Christian Bale did an awesome job.
0: Mm. I think for what he, he had awesome to work job, with, I enjoyed. For what he had
1: to work with, and for the screen, the amount of screen time that he had, he was he was he was pretty terrifying.
0: Christian Bale was awesome. He was like when he was on screen. See when they were in like engulfed in the black that tiny little planet it, like, it was legitimate horror movie stuff like yeah. he was legitimately terrifying yeah and I liked it I even liked he's different from the comics but I even liked the fact of like he seemed a bit crazy yeah he seemed a little bit off his rocker like he had literally been driven mad by this vengeance bit. yeah and I'm like I'm okay with that like I, I could yeah. see that working yeah. that doesn't necessarily play against God, It's just a different version of him
1: yeah the Shadow Realm scene was, was awesome
0: yeah Yeah, that tonal change was crazy though but like yeah the Shadow Realm scene was phenomenal with him they made a point of saying that Gore didn't know where they were but like look even at that though I thought that's what they were going to do I thought they were going to do hey we're going to go here and like and then Gore shows up and go like that yeah that's exactly what I wanted you to do I needed someone to show me where they were all hiding yeah and take out like the hidden city like I thought that was going to be it and it's like no instead it gets taken out by Thor and Goat's yeah and it's like okay, and then yeah. even at the end, like he is driven crazy by his his desire to kill the gods, mm-hmm. even if you take out that he goes to eternity and he kneels before it to make this amazing prayer, he hates the gods so much it has driven him mad, but yeah sitting watching the mighty Thor, the new Thor Mm. dying a speech given by the other Thor which wasn't even that great a speech and instead he decides to wish back his daughter into existence just in time for him to die and hand his daughter over to a god God. to raise (laughs)
1: I've been butchering gods for thousands of years, but this this five minute speech from Thor,
0: which wasn't daggone, even that bad, and changed my mind. It was <laughs> even that inspired the speech.
1: Total side note: Did you know that was Chris Hemsworth's daughter?
0: Yeah, it's Chris Hemsworth's I No, daughter. I had no
1: clue. I had no clue.
0: Why does Thor get a daughter at the end of this? Because Chris Hemsworth has one, and she has to be in the movie too. <laughs> We've already got his wife into a movie, so we have to get his daughter in one now.
1: It's like Lord of the Rings with Peter Jackson's kids. Yeah, like, they're in like every scene. Not really. But.
0: <laughs> Well, right, sure, but so my I'll, point is, you can't blame no one being hurt.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know we've touched on the, the Eternal City uh, a second. I want to, I want to pop there, just pop back there, just for a second.
0: Yeah, go on. <laughs> right, so, I think this
1: is this is another major issue that I had with the movie. Like, uh, I mean, obviously the, co- the comics. of, things
0: just walking down the stairs holding his, <laughs> his uh
1: So the comics are full of pantheons, obviously <laughs> full of full of go- stories of gods and um, and. To varying degrees they are intimidating scary, powerful funny all that stuff
0: no in the MCU them all not in the MCU, not. Not in the MCU okay? <laughs> like
1: I, I don't want to be I don't want to over exaggerate but they made like the Pantheon like they made every single character who had any sort of um, lines any sort of scene they made every single one of them a joke yeah. every single one without fail. And like as a person who like again, I know I said this, I love mythology, I love all that stuff, Greek mythology, Roman mythology, all that stuff. It is fascinating to me. To be to see like all the characters and I'm not just talking Zeus. They made him an absolute joke. I'm not talking about him. I'm just talking about everybody else, and just in general. It was it was really disappointing. It was really disappointing. My um,
0: issue with the that scene I don't think it was even if they made everybody a joke like Zeus absolutely was and depending on your view I've seen people argue in the fact that like well, Zeus is meant to be a horrible person he's not exactly a good person
1: I get that man I which, get that
0: which I get but you still made him look like more of an idiot than a than a yeah. credible threat but but it's even the same then thing can even, be said
1: about Thor as well but.
0: but even then with that like the rest of the pantheon didn't have we didn't get lines we didn't get personality we didn't get purpose and that was that's kind of what I was kind of mentioned before of like it feels like things just happen in this movie like if you took out that scene what did we actually lose they got the lightning bolt I mean they got the lightning bolt from Zeus like apart from that but even then it's not it doesn't like it affects anything yeah same as like the guardians at the start the guardians of the galaxy were like all over the advertising for this hell mcdonald's have even got toys and their happy meals that have featured members of the guardians of the galaxy
1: well it didn't i mean ragnarok spent the whole movie talking about how thor did not need a weapon he is the weapon and now we spent half this movie for him searching for a weapon yeah like does he need a weapon does he not need a weapon what are we doing here is the power in him or is the power, like, in his weapon?
0: But I felt like the story was just all over the place. Like, I'm kind of like... Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy, It felt like you could literally have written them out, and it doesn't affect anything, so, like... 100%. Why were they even there? They didn't, they didn't add anything. There wasn't even, like, funny scenes. There wasn't anything. Just, they were fighting alongside Thor, but, like, mm-hmm. in the opening scene, like, when, you know, Guns N' Roses was playing, and he, like, destroys the, the big first, thing... first
1: of 40th <clears throat> time. <laughs>
0: it was like, okay but he took them all up himself so the Guardians didn't even help him he didn't even need them and then it's like he does a goodbye thing with them and it's like so like, what, was, what was the point? because I'm like how cool would it have been even if they came back at the end to try and help him or something or to try and lend a hand of some sort I'm like okay but that the, the God City didn't really go anywhere like if it, it felt like so much of this like, there wasn't a purpose like even like um, like Gore taking the kids I still don't know why he took the kids yeah like what what was the game plan there like I'm holding him hostage to try and lure Thor in and I'm like okay and I'm like you know where Thor is just go and take the freaking axe yeah you've you've literally went to where Thor is you went to New Asgard and he was there just take the axe why are you stealing children to lure him in isn't it lucky that he came back to New Asgard when he did because if he hadn't shown up then he'd never have known those children were taken yeah. Um, you know what I mean. So I'm kind of like, why are these things like? What? Why did these things happen? I felt like it was like, this is a thing that happened. This is a thing that happened. This is a thing that happened. And it was just like Thor going from thing to thing without much consequence. Yeah. I felt like there wasn't much purpose to it. Like even the main story didn't make sense. And I, okay, I I fully know we're going all over the place with this, but this is going to be an anti episode. I don't care. That's just where we're going with this one. Like,
1: yep, it's all over the place.
0: Another the one I had to you I wanted to post to our chat. Why had Thor never picked up Mjolnir before?
1: He was never curious.
0: Like, I literally said that to you. Like, we came out and I'm like, okay, Mjolnir was calling out to Jane Foster and put itself back together. Thor actually even holds Mjolnir in this to, and proves that he's still worthy.
1: Yeah.
0: You're telling me that fat-ass Thor... Never got out of his house on one of his beer runs, went over to where the remains of Mjolnir were sitting, because apparently they built New Asgard where Mjolnir was, and never once tried to pick up that handle. Never once tried to lift it and see. Because apparently it can reconstitute together, it's like Mjolnir just didn't want to. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, not once did Thor, when he was there, ever do that in those five years. Yeah. Since the snap, like. Really. But it just put itself back together for Jane Foster. Yeah. Why? Because once when they were sitting watching a movie and she fell asleep, he whispered to it, "Make sure you always take care of her." Let. Like, the whole point of Mighty Thor being a thing in the comics was because Thor was unworthy. Yeah. Funnily enough, he was unworthy because of gore. Mm-hmm. Because of what he went through with gore, Nick Fury whispered in Thor's ear, gore was right. Yeah. And made Thor doubt himself and doubt that he was worthy, that gore was right, that all gods are horrible and useless and worthless and corrupt. And he isn't worthy to carry that hammer so there had to be a new thor to take his place mm-hmm.
1: and even that story like <clears> from what i understand was just shoehorned into this movie even you know jane foster's
0: whole mighty thor um thing was just oh that's cool let's put it in the movie yeah like and i agree with that lg it's like if you're going to have mighty thor on it thor shouldn't be able to pick up mjolnir and you could even have tied that in, though. That's the thing. You could even have tied it into the fact of Thor no longer knows who he is. The whole purpose of this movie was Thor trying to find out who he is.
1: Which I thought he'd done before. Which we've okay. done. Multiple movies. Multiple movies, but whatever.
0: Which we've already done going into Ragnarok and realizing who he was deep down. We did it again in Endgame after the whole Thanos thing. So it's like so we were going through it again but even then you could have tied it in that's why you can't pick up me only because after all of these things he doesn't know how worthy he is he doesn't know who yeah. he is and if he should pick up the hammer but then Jane gets it and that's how she gets the power and it's like can I ask you as well that one what did you think of Jane Foster in this movie
1: I didn't mind her I, I didn't I thought the whole like trying to find a catchphrase was really dumb and just to be super honest I, I thought that was just dumb
0: I felt like it was very unnecessary. I felt like she was brought in just to get a pop of the the female Thor. Yeah. Because it felt like giving a... Because, like, spoilers, as we've said, Jane Foster dies at the end of this. She mm-hmm. full-blown dies. <clears throat> My problem with it was it felt like giving a last hurrah to Jane Foster that wasn't necessary yeah because bar showing up in endgame when they went back in time to get the ether the uh, the reality stone she has been gone since like what 2014 when did Thor the Dark World come out like she's legitimately not been around for nearly 10 years 13 13, even sooner and it's 2022 bar that one off appearance in Endgame when they went back in time it has literally been 9 years since she appeared as a major character in a movie Mm. she'll come back as Valkyrie though I don't think she will chunk No. I I know she does in the comics and I know they show they're going to Valhalla in one of the end scenes which by the way kudos for giving a nice little show off to Idris Elba yeah I'm glad they got to throw him in there as a little cameo at the end. I like I that. That I liked. Yeah. Um, but her going there was, I believe, Natalie Portman's final undone.
1: Yeah.
0: Because she hated working for Marvel. I still don't know what Taika Waititi promised her in order to get her to come back for <laughs> Love and Thunder. I, I but I felt like it's it was a pointless story that went nowhere, I, I just to give it. her a payoff and have her die. And I'm like, you really. What was the point? I'd rather be focused giving that time to the face-off of Thor and gore.
1: I, I'm going to be honest. This is probably super controversial. Um, and I don't mean this in any way to undercut Natalie Portman's performance or anything like that, or Mighty Thor as a character. But she didn't add, really, a whole lot to the
0: movie. No. she because, didn't.
1: I mean, let's be honest. If you were to take the whole Mighty Thor aspect out of the movie and just focus on Thor and gore... It would have been basically the same movie.
0: Yeah. It did take a lot. And don't get me wrong, I, I I love Natalie Portman as an actress. I think she's a phenomenal actress. And I really do like the the chemistry between her and Chris Hemsworth. I think the two of them do work really well together. I I will one hundred percent say that. I do I buy them as an on screen romance. They do make me invest in it. <sighs> What's going on, chat? Locke said,
1: as much as I did in fact enjoy the movie overall, I really wish I could
0: disagree with any of
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, man. We get and it.
0: that's it, and that's the thing, like, you know us, we like to have a rant. It's like if something is absolutely awful, I will tell you that I believe it's absolutely awful. And if you disagree yeah. with me, that's fine. I don't 100%. think that I don't think this was awful. I think there was enjoyable bits to it. I think I I enjoyed parts of it. But I think there was very clear issues with this.
1: I don't know where do you think that would where do you think it like like the 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 the, the foundational issue was? Do you think it was just in the like the, the writing, the story? Because I, I mean, I think everybody acted the the crowd. I, I think everybody did a, a decent job, like the acting wise.
0: I feel like the story mm. was too cramped. Mm. I feel like they had it was almost like they had too many ideas and like let's do them all and none of them work. Oh, let's do
1: Mighty Thor. Let's do Gore. Let's do
0: all we of them.
1: We have it. to do Mighty Thor. we got to do gar- our guardian. But the, proble-
0: yeah, the problem it. with Mighty Thor is that everybody thought Jane Foster's getting the hammer. I'll hold my hand up. I thought Chris Hemsworth's Thor was dead. Yep. I thought this was his last terat. I thought Gore was going to kill him. He did not. I thought, because I thought Natalie Portman coming back as Thor, that's going to be Thor going forward. That is going to be our new Thor But instead of building on Thor, and instead of building on the backstory, LG kind of mentioned it, like her story with cancer as well, instead of building on the story of every time she takes on the mantle of Thor, it flushes her system of everything that's saving her from the cancer and making that a storyline going forward, nothing happened. She died. So it went nowhere. Instead of taking the time to build up gore, The first sign we see of him is in this movie, and then he dies at the end of it. Mm -hmm. The Guardians of the Galaxy show up, and nothing happens with them of worth. We get introduced to the Pantheon of Gods.
1: For like the first legitimate
0: time. First time outside of Asgard we have seen any other Pantheon of Gods. I'm sorry. Played as a joke. I, I was waiting for freaking, what is it, Bast from Black Panther to show up at yeah, some point. Was I was waiting for. I using
1: that in like, uh, like, you know, reveals and stuff. How like cool that.
0: would it have been if they recruited that? Bast, like, I'll help you. And then with Hercules, we, we got Hercules in the final, like, one of the end credit scenes. How cool of would course. it have been if Hercules showed up, like, during mm-hmm. that and went, I'll help. They'll, like, yeah. then walk away, just think it's a joke, and they walk away, and then Hercules comes up and goes, Hey, I'll come and help you. Yeah. I, that would have been awesome! Yeah. <laughs> make them worthwhile make some of them credible and it's like instead there was no purpose to it and it's like I feel like they really we want it's like he left with the Guardians so we have to show the Guardians we need to do God the God Butcher but we've not set him up yeah we're gonna do mighty Thor but like Natalie Portman is only coming back for one movie so she's gonna to have to die at the end and like and it very much became a case of like all of us has to fit in one movie and none of it got the time that it wanted and instead of focusing on building those stories, we got all this over-the-top humor. I do not like frat boy, thick jock Thor.
1: No, exactly.
0: Because that's what exactly. he comes across. as like, hey, <laughs> yes. yes, hello, everyone. Yes. And it's like, right. you let's are let's... not an idiot. You are a, sun... You're a king. You are Here's... the king of Asgard.
1: Here's the thing. This dude is how old like thousands of years old right he's like thousands of years old Mm -hmm. and we're playing him off to be like a 25 year old just absolute moron of a dude because my problem is that
0: that's what he was like at the start of thor he was the gung-ho haha who cares i'm just this big dumb i'll smash through everything the whole point of the first thor movie was that he grew and learned and moved beyond that and then it started to creep back in during Ragnarok, but it wasn't as much. No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as this movie. In and then head. it was like full blown in this. Like he, he's basically an idiot. He's basically an idiot. He is the one, the thing that gets him through most of the situations is Jane Foster and Valkyrie.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. I know we've talked about this a couple of times. Like. I am all for representation in movies when it comes to like female representation, female superheroes and stuff like that. But when you do that at the expense of uh like a male character and like you make the you dumb down a male character to to lift up a female a superhero, that's not that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to do it. And I feel like they definitely took that route in this movie.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I'm just reading um, Locke's comment there about Gore as well. Like, what irks me the most is Gore falling prey to the same misstep of all the MCU. Getting killed instead of defeated. Is that so far it means they threw away the Necrosword too? Like, yes! The freaking Necrosword and it just disintegrates and disappears. Mm -hmm. It's like, seriously? Like, seriously? Yeah. No, no, I guess. My question is like that. Like even Locke saying that is like, why? Why couldn't Thor have defeated Gore? Why did he have to talk him round with a crap speech? Why can't we like? He's already doomed. He's defeated, and it's like, do we have to have a redeemable villain? Does he have to have redeeming qualities, or can he not just be beaten? Yeah. Like this guy was non. Stop ripping through gods to the point, like in the comics, to the point of like, if we do not kill him, we're all done for. Yeah, he will not stop, he cannot be reasoned with. He believes what he is doing is pure, and because it cost him his family, it cost him everything. Yeah, he would never entrust a god to take care of his daughter. He would never entrust a galactic celestial entity mm-hmm. to help him defeat them. He's how, like, how cool,
1: I mean, how cool would that have been? Like, he went out, dying on his sword, so to speak. Gore did, saying, "No, I'm not gonna do that." And his daughter comes into the 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 picture, and Thor takes his daughter, anyways. And his daughter, you know, is raised by somebody that her dad hated, but he raises him as he raises her as his own. That, w- that would have been a cool way to kind of skew that but still have the same ending
0: almost No, absolutely, I'm going to grab um, Locke's next thought here because that's kind yeah, of yeah. following on from his last one of knowing the post credit scene of No Way Home included a piece of Venom staying in the MCU, I was so hyped for Gorr uh, because I was hoping he would have the Necrosaur to set up null hoping it would be yeah. the next Thanos or at least Loki mm-hmm. next Galactic like, level threat <clears throat> We could have done Null, who is a phenomenal villain in yeah. the comics.
1: I'm just reading um, <clears throat> Gates' run on Venom and they just introduced Null it's, 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 He's awesome.
0: It's like you could have introduced that so well and it's like and kinda like what LG is saying, there's like I I don't see we're gonna see Null. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're gonna see Null now. Like they got rid of the Necrosword, like I I don't know. I know we're kind of all over the place with this review, but I'm like I legitimately came out of it like I don't mind a movie that's made more funny and I don't I don't have an issue with an MCU movie being on more of the comedic side I believe there's all sorts of types of movies in the MCU and if one's going to have a more of a comedic tone I'm all for that Mm -hmm. I feel like this was non-stop joke, joke 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 And my problem, I don't know how you felt on it, but my problem mostly with the jokes wasn't just the frequency of them, which was bad. Mm-hmm. But the fact of, like, I found myself not laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, the jokes came up. Even the first time most of the jokes came up was, like, maybe it would have got a huh out of me. Yeah. But I'm like, they overdone jokes, but even the ones they didn't overdo that were just singular. like, I, I just didn't find it funny.
1: Dude, I remember one time specifically, I turned to you and I said, are you you've got to be kidding me right mm-hmm. it was like like you said there were one off i don't remember jokes what, what bit
0: movie. it was i felt I like that for most of the movie to be honest but
1: like, i mean there were one-off jokes that didn't really land for me the joke the goats were not one of them they were funny every time they showed up
0: but i don't know why like i, I loved LGS comment earlier when he goes like that it's like they, they were a lot less annoying than they should have been like i seen yeah. the goats when they first came in they started screaming i went oh no yeah i like Oh no! That's what we're yeah. going to get. Throughout this, is screaming goats, but, and it's like, I, and they were freaking hysterical. And I don't know why I found them so funny. I think because they were used sparingly and they were used at the right moments. I found them funny. Yeah, I
1: just, it's, it, it wasn't just an actual jokes. It was situational. Everything situ, every situation was turned into a joke. And not just like verbally, they were, they were giving a joke. It was every, situ- every situation, like when he, he blew through, they were having like a town hall meeting and Thor showed up and he blew through the ceiling. Like, obviously you're gonna, you're gonna shatter the ceiling and there's gonna be all this debris. Uh, you know, you turn the Pantheon into a joke. You turn the, the hammers into a joke. You know, you turn the catchphrase thing into a joke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, this is a really, really hot take and I realize this and I, I, I'm i probably the only one who thinks this way but I'm just not a huge fan of Korg and he's like on a whole nother level of Korginess <laughs> in this movie
0: I think I'll, I'll be honest I liked Korg in Ragnarok I thought it was I thought it was funny I thought it played a good role And this And this I get how it could be too much because Korg is a great comic relief side character but you have to give him a straight man to play off of.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You have to give him like some like a straight talking character that's not that comedy, so that it doesn't come too much. Like and even Locksane as well, like, Korg was in this way too much. It's like yeah, like they've really relied on Korg a lot, and it's like, do you know what Korg felt like to me? And I think I said this to you as well. It felt like him, um, Drax, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Like he got over huge in the first movie. And they took everything that everyone said they loved about him in the first movie and like turned the dial up.
1: Turn it up to eleven, yeah.
0: For like Guardians of the Galaxy two, and it was like, wow, that's too yeah. much. That is no longer even the same character. With Korg, I felt like it wasn't turned up quite as much as Drax was, but they definitely dialed it up to try and play into it. Yeah, LJ yeah. like. Like, I love Korg and Ragnarok. Like, piss off, Ghost! Yeah, you said that when we came like, out
1: of the movie. You were like, that would have been... Every know,
0: time been I see that clip, I laugh. <laughs> I can't help it. I don't know why. That big rock kicking the door, kicking the wall, trying to get Loki, is freaking hysterical to me. Every one, time.
1: <laughs> one thing when I talk, when we haven't kind of mentioned either is, like, you know, when you when you take somebody's power that makes them special in a comic book or a comic book movie or whatever, and you just... You, you, you take that power and you just give it to a lot of other people like and you make them basically on level with this person that you've been building up over basically a decade Mm -hmm. um that makes that person not really special anymore that makes that that person and what they represent really not that special anymore and i'm talking about talking about the end scene with the kids i thought that was a really cool way like a kind of like a cool thing to do but in my, like, the way that I'm looking at it, like, that just, I don't know. That just, I, I feel like that took the specialness of Thor, like, and just, I don't know. I felt like it did something with it. Not in a good way. Yeah,
0: it just, it felt weird, that like, all the kids getting a bit of Thor's powers to fight, and I'm like, I, I don't know how I felt about that. It was just kind of like, okay. I'd rather yeah. just watch Thor fight Gore.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'd rather so watch I
0: that. Them, like, um, but even like that, you're saying, like, I think even the specialness kind of this movie, I don't feel like needed two Thors. No. That's because what that's what that's what we got. The thing is, when it happened in the comics, and I know we're referencing the comics a lot for this, but like if you're going to rip all the stuff out of the comics, I'm going to compare them. Yeah, absolutely. When it happened in the comics, when Jane became Thor, first of all, that was a mystery for like a year, year and a half. Mm. We did not know who had picked up the hammer. Second of all, Thor was no longer Thor. He wasn't even called Thor anymore. He was called Odin's son. He just went by the last name. Because Jane had become the Thor. The whole thing of this of her calling herself the Mighty Thor in this didn't make sense except that that's the name of the comic book. Like, oh I'm the Mighty Thor, and I'm like, you've really not done anything mighty to earn that. Yeah. But like the whole purpose of it was that she had the powers of Thor and Odin's son didn't. And instead with him, we got this emotional journey of him trying to find his place in the world without being Thor and dealing with not being worthy and not being who he thought he was. Yeah. And the emotional weight it wasn't the fact that he lost his stupid hammer. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that he was no longer worthy to carry it. He was no longer worthy to pick it up. Mm-hmm. That he wasn't who he thought and honestly the fear that Gore was right. Yeah. Am I as good as I thought I was? I'm just like. But there I'm was scared. no chance to explore any of that. Yeah.
1: I mean, you, I, I just feel like you spend the entire phase one through three talking about how special you have to be to, to, to hold Thor's power. Whether that be through Mjolnir or just in general. And. I just feel like that's not a thing anymore you know what i'm saying like yeah you don't ha- i'm not saying jane foster's not special don't get me wrong I'm not, I'm not saying that i'm just like you know i'm just talking about like the kids like you don't have to be special to to be for anymore like you just gotta he just gotta give it to you you know that power is just oh he just gives i
0: sort of to totally you know? understand how that works like he, he passed around the power that he had inside himself i'm like what how like jane got it because of mjolnir yeah like, same way that, like, Endgame, Cap picks up Mjolnir and exactly. he can wield lightning. It's like, it and comes... That's
1: such a cool... That's the hammer cool allows
0: you to, like, channel it. Like, yeah. how is he just passing it around to these kids?
1: Well, and that's such a cool scene. Like, that payoff in Endgame when Cap picks up Mjolnir and Thor... Because it's not just Cap. That part is awesome. It's Thor's part in that scene where Thor's like, I knew it. Yeah. Like, I knew you were worthy. I knew it from the second you touched that hammer. That callback we to at, you. When Age of we When it when we squeaked just
0: that little bit.
1: I knew you were worthy. I didn't want to say it at the time because I, my, uh, you know, I had a chip on my shoulder, but I knew from the second you touched that hammer, you were worthy. That was, that is what gave me chills. Cat picking up the hammer was awesome. That gave me chills. But when Thor said I knew it, that was like the icebreaker. That was like, the, you yeah, know, overflowing the cup. You know, whatever. But
0: I just. I felt like this had so much potential. Yeah. And it's like it just it it faltered so much for me. Like this is this is like don't get me wrong this is not the worst of the phase four stuff that I've seen. No. And there's definitely stuff that's let that's worse than it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But this is not even close to it. like this is this is middle just because there's stuff worse than it. You know what I mean? There's definitely stuff that is way better than it. Yeah. Um. I want to kind of change the conversation because I I want to get into this as well. And I feel like this is going to push forward as well then. I wanted to have a little review of Phase 4 up to this point. Mm -hmm. What is Phase 4? How do we feel Phase 4 is gone at this point? Because we're now two years into Phase Mm 4. Not even a year and a half because Phase 4 technically kicked off start of 2021. Mm -hmm. Because nothing came out in 2020. So we're a year and a half... Into Phase Four, and we've got a bunch more projects to come out. Phase Four is not even close to done. Nope. So I posted this online in our social media, and I posted it in Discord, and freaking Discord popped off. <laughs> I came back with like fifty-four messages unread. <laughs> like, what the hell happened in here? <laughs> We have They're never had that many messages that quickly on a topic I just, have I think
1: everybody was just online at the right time. It was awesome.
0: Everyone had an opinion on it. Are we being oversaturated with MCU content? And is it affecting the quality? Because I did the math, and I told you about this before I posted it. Phase one. Which, and, and phase one's actually a good comparison because phase one was finding its footing we hadn't solidified into phase two and three yet phase one we had six movies Iron Man, Credible Hulk Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America First Avenger Avengers. Six movies in four years 2008 to 2012 Six movies in four years to get to the Avengers which and that's it, and I know people said it in the comments and stuff in Discord and all of that that, that phase one isn't the best phase it was still finding it's footing, absolutely but it's, like, I think it's pretty good though it, it's still got some good quality movies, Iron Man's yeah. still a solid movie, I still solidly like Captain America the first Avenger Avengers is still pretty good even with some of the issues it's got Incredible Hulk's a decent watch, you know, it's like, it's not like they're I awful. I like
1: Incredible Hulk. I like Incredible Hulk.
0: It's not like they're awful movies, you know. Um, but in Phase 4, we have had, first of all, seven Disney Plus shows. We've had one more Disney Plus show than we had movies in the entire Phase 4. Or Phase 1, sorry. And we have had six movies That means that we have had 13 Marvel projects in the last two years. We have had over double the amount of projects, not including the ones that are still to come out, I know there's still stuff coming out later this year, but so far we have had double the amount, over double, the amount of Marvel projects in half the time. We went from six movies in four years to 13 projects in two.
1: I think i saw it i think i saw it online where i think phase one through three had we have 55 hours of content i think something like that mm-hmm. in phase four so far we have a hundred hours i can believe 100, it Hundred a hundred hours so that now, i don't know if, i don't know yeah. if that's accurate but that seems you know it
0: feels it because with the shows yeah mm-hmm. obviously each of the episodes the shows are hour, so it's like yeah so that's what six hours times seven, you know what I yeah. mean, <laughs> just with the shows alone. Yeah. So yeah, I can't believe it. But that was well, my question: was like, because usually I would have been like, because I'm I'm fully of the belief of like more is better with MCU up to this point. Like yeah. coming into Phase Two and Phase Three, we started up in the ante, three, four movies a year, and I I loved it and I, I saw people in the chats in Discord which I didn't totally understand saying like oh phase 2 was okay it was still up and down but phase 3 was like phenomenal like I'm sorry phase 2 you've got stuff like Winter Soldier you've got stuff like freaking Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy you've got you know what I mean don't get me wrong there's some there's some there that aren't as great but they're still pretty decent
1: they have some of the best movies in phase 2
0: I think some of the best movies on in phase 2
1: and arguably, yeah. my in my opinion, one of one of the best. I think Winter Soldier is still one of the best. To hold Winter up. Soldier
0: is still the top, if not one of the top movies. Depending on where you think it feels stacked up against Infinity War and Endgame, it is one hundred percent still in my top three, top five, if not top three MCU movies. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's top three for me. Like I, I, Spider-Man: No Way Home this is, it's, I just love that movie. Mm-hmm. But Endgame for me uh, and Winter
0: Soldier, those are my top three, and they switch. they switch it out those are my top three you know i mean it's it's still some of the greatest stuff and then obviously we got into phase three and we got some phenomenal movies in that as well Gangers, yep. at the same time though there was a couple of missteps in that like i don't feel like guardians of the galaxy 2 was as good as the first one
1: let's let's be honest there's a couple missteps in each phase yeah right uh and i think everybody was is is pretty open about that yeah i I think to to your question though like is there oversaturation? i am also of like mind and say you can't i I cannot be oversaturated with cbm stuff as long as it's decent and good or good i cannot be you just keep it coming just keep it coming
0: do you think then it's a case of the the quality dropping yes
1: yes yes because if you look back at the phases you look back at phase one two and three you know i'm going to be generally speaking but let's say 70 percent
0: of those movies were hits yeah for the most like, part like awesome. there's some that don't awesome. hit right and some that feel different but yeah, yeah for the most but part for the most
1: part let's say 70% this is an awesome movie I'm so pumped to see the next one
0: right
1: mm. let's look at these movies that have come out right you have Black Widow not, not a horrible movie I hated the way they did Taskmaster not a horrible movie I feel like it came out five years too late I yeah. feel like that was that was a miss for me Shang-Chi was a banger awesome movie I love that movie Eternals, I realized I might be in the minority, I didn't mind it, I liked it it wasn't the greatest movie, I realized people hated it and I get why they hated it Yeah. Uh, let's say average, average at best.
0: i say average, I think it had potential but for me it was just boring, it's like literally yeah. for like 80% of that movie, 75-80% of that movie nothing happens.
1: Yeah, I get it I get it. Like
0: legitimately nothing happens and I'm like, do something anything
1: I- <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, banger Right? Absolute I think banger! We can all agree, One banger. of the
0: best movies in the MCU,
1: without Doctor, a doubt. Like Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Decent, average. For me, it was mediocre. Like yeah. there was a lot of misses in that movie, and there was some cool spots. It was mediocre for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd uh, say
0: average. I had some good moments, but I had some awful ones. Yeah.
1: or in my opinion, was a a very big miss. Yeah. um But, I mean, obviously we have Black Panther coming up, but we have all the shows as well. And I think just, again, this is me generally speaking, again, my opinion, I think overall the shows are mediocre at best. There's some high points. There's some really low points. But I think uh, on the whole, barring a few exceptions, like my opinion, WandaVision is up there. I think Loki is up there. Um, I think they're all mediocre.
0: Yeah. I enjoyed WandaVision. I enjoyed Loki. Um, I finished Miss Marvel, finally. I finally got through that. and I thought it was decent. I think my problem is with Phase 4, I don't think anything has... There's nothing that has made me go, wow. Yep. Like, not really. Like, Yeah, we had we had Spider-Man, we had Shang-Chi, and those were like top class movies for me. I, I loved yeah. them. But for the most mm-hmm. part, everything else has felt like, eh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something as well that they've not taken into account. Like, okay, we're maybe not oversaturated... But like, think about it. Like, at this point in Phase One, you know, a couple of years in, by the end of Iron Man One, we knew the Avengers was coming, and we were building to that. And you, phase... you started
1: building on it from the first movie.
0: From the end of the Avengers, we got the appearance of Thanos, and we started building. We knew little by little the Infinity Gauntlet was coming, and Thanos was coming, and everything started to build to that. I think the thing was that like, by the end of Avengers we saw Thanos. So we knew the Avengers was the first step if we can get there and then when we got there it was like, okay, we're now building to Thanos. Yep. My problem is that when we finished Endgame we are now 13 projects into Phase 4 and not only do we not have a, an end goal not only are we not leading towards something obvious, actually, in fact, most stuff doesn't seem to even matter. No. And the bigger story and I think and that's something as well. I'm gonna speak about these two separate points. I wanna get both of these out. because okay. uh, a lot of people kinda said the fact of like, like well it's not building to stuff, but you know, it's like but there's other stuff that didn't build to stuff and it was a good movie and I'm like, Yeah, one hundred percent. I'd like like speaking of Thor It's not building to anything, it doesn't factor into building towards the future of the MCU, but I feel like it fails at being a good movie. Whether or not it ties in, whether or not any of these tie into stuff, a lot of them fail at being stuff that I'm intrigued and interested in and think are decent quality. In terms of the bigger story, we are now 13 projects in, we don't have an end goal of where we're going for the new phase and era, you don't have to do it for the next Avengers movie. It can be 10, 20 years down the line. Just give me yeah. something that this is what yeah. we're building towards. Yeah. But the fact is, like little thing. The thing is, there was we went through the last three phases. There was little things that kept hinting, mm-hmm. uh, like this connects to this or this. Oh, we're going to mention this person. Or, here's, a this. Yeah. Here, here's a cameo from this. Here's a cameo from this. Oh, here's that one. Oh, this ties into this. Oh, that happened over there. Well, that did this here. Yeah. Legitimately, there's like none of that. Movie-wise, what did we get? Um, well, let me actually let me spit this one in for the big thing. What's the big thing? It felt like we were building towards. Possibly, was it the multiverse. Yeah. And we've multiverse even had we've even had multiple projects comment on the multiverse. We had projects set up like. But the thing is, like we've now had about four or five projects that reference the multiverse. But they've all referenced it differently low-key basically set yeah. up the fact of like because of what because of what they did the multiverse is now a thing all these separate yep. timelines that were getting trimmed off are now just spreading and becoming a yeah. multiverse and setting up for the introduction of kang mm-hmm. at, at least that's what it was hinting at then no, we, we haven't seen because we haven't seen and i'm actually and worried, and i'm actually worried about <laughs> seeing him in yeah. Man of wasp because i'm like is it going to be worthwhile yeah but not only that, so, but the other MCU stuff doesn't even like reference that, doesn't go into it, just the multiverse is there. So if you take out Loki, I don't know how it's going to factor into its second season, but if you take out Loki, it doesn't change anything. Because the other movies literally go like, oh, the multiverse is there. And it's like, just like, oh, we've never talked about it before, but it's here. Spider-Man, it gets opened up. Doctor Strange... We go into it and it's a whole thing of Wanda looking for her kids and all that and even referenced it at the end of WandaVision.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's like uh, Miss Marvel now comments on it. Spoilers from Miss Marvel, but it comments on it because her powers and stuff come from her family coming from another dimension, which is basically a multiverse. Yeah. It it sets it up weirdly like it's not quite another universe, but it is it's, Yeah. You know? which I love the fact that that's how we're getting the mutants into the MCU, by the way, is that they're all just showing up in multiverse other universes and coming through.
1: I mean, let's be honest, <clears throat> how else are they going to do that?
0: <laughs> I know, but, but like, it, you know, I mean, if you go through all the stuff, it's like, um, where do we start off? Like, Black Widow. A little bit well, of extra restoring her, but we'll it doesn't it even, out. like, retrospectively add to the story, so it's kind of like, it's there or it's not. Her sister's now part of the MCU. I'm like, okay. okay. Uh, what do we have? Shang Chi. They're hinting that something's coming. Um, and like with the rings and stuff, and it's signalling to something. So okay, that's hinting at something. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man didn't really set up anything in the wider verse, just as a new setup for Spider Man. But mm-hmm. all this changes like nobody knows. It's Peter Parker, Spider Man. No one knows who Peter Parker is. But like that's yeah. not had an effect on anything. Nope. Um. What are the other movies? I'm completely blanking on movies now.
1: Uh it's have eternals.
0: Uh, eternals. We're not nobody even references the fact that there's now a freaking celestial, a celestial coming out of, the, out of the water. Head and hand coming out of the <laughs> water. Are we gonna reference it? Not once. Not once not anywhere once. else has that been referenced. Yeah, <coughs> that Doctor that Strange. Not a knock on effect. America Chavez is now in the MCU but doesn't have a knock on effect on anything.
1: No, and, and let let's be honest. When you when you title a movie "Multiverse of Madness," how do you drop the ball on that? When you've been pointing yeah. to that for like a year or two, you know like, and they showed us they showed us all these different multiverses in this montage of like ten seconds or whatever, and we went to one other multiverse, or one other universe.
0: Yeah, and then even like with Thor, Love and Thunder, there's no knock-on effect. Just next time, no. if Thor, it's just as Thor will return, and if he returns we're going to have his daughter and it's like the only thing that came out of that is at some point in the future we're probably going to see Hercules but even then that's not necessarily a guarantee of even when he's going to show up again Yeah. and it's the same with the MCU shows, like most of the shows are self-contained, most of them aren't getting second seasons most of them, the characters, even if we are going to see the characters again, we don't know when like Wanda's dead, she might show up again, but probably not. White Vision's still out there. Is he going to get referenced again? No idea. The Falcon is now Captain America and he's getting a movie, but that's it. But there's not even much around that at the minute. Like, okay. not, he's not
1: been mentioned since Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, it's like um, Loki's getting a second season, fair enough. Miss um, Marvel, she's going to be showing up in the Marvels. So, like, okay, we've got a couple of things happening. Hawkeye we're going to do a second season of it actually no we're not Yeah, we're not.
1: you know what we're going to do we're going to go go set
0: Apple. up Echo we're going to set up Echo as a TV show and apparently Kate Bishop's going to show up again at another point and it's like there's little teases I think my thing is that with so many projects though all we're getting is hints at where it's going to go Yeah, we're getting hints at what could possibly be but but none of them feel like we're, we're going anywhere, yeah. and it's like, and that's and that's one side of think, and that's the thing. Don't get me wrong. I know we've been spoiled by Phase Two and Three, and it's setting up a brand new thing. My thing is though, like when you've got something like the MCU and the way it's running, you know the End Game is coming. Yeah. What are you planning for the future? I mean, maybe we're going to get that with Black Panther because we got all the leaks about Doctor Doom. Yeah. Um, possibly being in it, which could be setting up stuff, obviously. But like that's that's just one of my major things is like I guess like watching this stuff is I feel like most of it is inconsequential but the problem is like even the stuff we're getting most of it at best is average. We had this we had
1: this chat in Discord the other day when you were talking about it popping off Um, like we obviously have the hindsight of a decade of these comic book movies and be like oh that's where they tied that in and that in and that in and that in I get that I Mm -hmm. 100% get that like Maybe, you know, in 2014, we had no idea what was going to happen in, you know, or maybe in 2009, 2010, we were getting, you know, Thor and Captain America. We had no idea what was going to happen in 2012. Yeah, fair absolutely. Enough. Absolutely. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I get that. Fair enough. There were still, you know, again, to be fair, there were still directional points. to this is kind of where we're headed. This is kind of where we're headed. If you know the comic books at all, this is kind of where we're headed. And again, we have almost double, let's say roughly double in Phase 4, what we have in Phase 1 through 3 that double the content and there's still n- what no clue what's happening. No clue what's happening yeah. when, on, at the larger scale. No, the no thing
0: problem. is, there's so many little hints and I'm like, But there's nothing towards because all these little hints could be a bigger story, like we could do Kang and the Conqueror. Or or we could do Secret (laughs) Invasion. Or we could do The Mutants. Or we can do Doctor Doom. Or we could do all of them in different sort of variant. But like it just it feels like there's so many little tidbits. But my main issue is like, and I said this to you, was the fact of like is, is literally almost becoming a full time job to keep up with Marvel's content and I don't care overall I do not care if the quality is good you give me freaking like 13 what is it 14 15 16 projects it'll be by the end of the year yeah if they're all great quality I am going to sit my ass down and watch them what? I will sit down every Wednesday when the new episode drops on Disney Plus and I will watch yeah. it I will get to the cinema every time a new movie drops and I will watch it you know it's like I have no issue with that my problem is the qualities it it legitimately feels like the qualities dipped we have had some amazing movies come from the MCU across all three phases Mm -hmm. all three of the phases to this point have had amazing content Mm -hmm. and I feel like apart from maybe one or two things we have not had that in phase four yeah yeah the difference is, over the last 12 years that we've had to get here, things have changed. Like Marvel was a unique thing. The problem is there is a lot of content competing. Yeah. Some of it is like intentionally coming out and competing in it, some of it not, some of it's just good quality stuff. Like, and i said it to you even compared to like other um, comic book stuff so like that's happening but then you've got stuff like dc starting to drop some bangers now mm-hmm. like it's even january if you told me peacemaker would have been as good of a show as it was better than it had any right to be yeah being a movie about a, like what zealest character from dc comics played by john yeah. cena was going to be that good quality of a show dude or that Robert Pattinson's Batman would be as Even a phenomenal a watch as it has been.
1: Even James Gunn, the Suicide Squad man, I l- I like that the movie. The Suicide Squad movie was, was awesome. great. The James Gunn one was, was phenomenal.
0: Awesome. I, I loved it.
1: Well, there's I,
0: Then I you've there's, got quality stuff out with of DC. Literally just wrapped up like last week, the boys. Yep. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's a phenomenal yep. TV show that is like knocking it out of the park every season now. Invincible, yep. an animated show.
1: One of my favourite anime comic shows of all time. One it's
0: of my favourite so comic book shows ever and is competing with high-level stuff coming out of Marvel. Then you've got other shows that, beyond that, like Stranger Things 4 just dropped. Awesome. One of the best shows I have watched in... I don't even know how long. A very long time,
1: yeah.
0: It was a phenomenal show. Phenomenal writing. I was invested. yeah. Like all of this stuff is dropping and it is giving some of Marvel's content a run for its money.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the problem is it and I think I've said it to you before is like there's only so much time in the day. If I'm you know, and I get people have different lives and different stuff going on, but like speaking from my own experience where I am and that's the thing. Anyone that's listening, anyone that's here in the chat, anyone that's watching if you love what Marvel's doing in Facebook and it's hitting all the right notes for you fantastic I'm happy for you this is 100% our opinions Mm -hmm. that's that's why we have a podcast that's why you come to listen to us to hear us rant about our crap opinions (laughs) it's like whether or not you agree with us it's completely up to you but I'm a family man I've got a wife I've got three kids first of all they need my time I've got a job I work about eight hours a day, five days a week. Give or take. Yeah. I think that's the right amount of time, I'm not adding that up, I don't care enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that takes up my time. Yeah. I've only got so much time left, but I love multiple content. Mm-hmm. I've got my hobby. This is my hobby. I would love this to be my full time job, but it's a hobby because it doesn't pay my bills. If y'all want to start subbing and dropping donations and make it a full-time job for me, I will love you forever. 100%. That's going to take a lot of money, and I don't think all of y'all... I'm not going to ask y'all to go out of pocket for that to just to make sure I can pay my rent. Yeah. Or pay my mortgage every you know, month, you know what I mean? But it's like, but this is a hobby. So like yeah. I have to put time... To make Comics in the Cross a worthwhile thing, mm. this takes time. Yep. Setting this up and planning this, planning podcasts, getting guests for the show, getting topics... Let alone the other streams that we do takes time. So I've got a very limited time for recreational things. But recreational stuff can be movies, can be T V shows, can be video games, or hell it could even be comic books. Yeah. Amazingly we still read those. We find time. I don't know how we find time, but we still freaking find time.
1: Right before bed for like five minutes.
0: <clears throat> and if I've got a limited amount of time to give to that so, such that content that I want to give my time to
1: yeah,
0: it's going to become a lot harder to give my time to stuff that I'm finding subpar Yeah, I'm going to look out to the content that I enjoy and the content I find the best and my problem is over the last couple of years there's been some absolute bangers for me that have came out from Marvel I really enjoyed *WandaVision*. I thought it started off Phase Four strong. Awesome. awesome. I really enjoyed *Loki*. I thought that was a yeah. phenomenal show. Uh, like *Spider-Man: No Way Home*. Like I, the hype around that movie, and seeing all three Spider-Men together as an integral thing. I I can't explain how hyped it was watching. I haven't been invested as a kid watching *Spider-Man* when it came out back in like 2002. Mm-hmm. To seeing it all come together now, even *Shang-Chi* finally getting a martial artist in the MCU that's worth it. damn
1: compared to Iron but, Fist uh, but Iron Fist
0: shut your face but, we don't talk he's... about Iron Fist right we don't <laughs> talk about Iron Fist in this house
1: we don't say his name it's Voldemort <laughs> shut up it's
0: like we don't uh, say that name in here
1: <laughs> they're like there's two there's two problems here that we've kind of that we're talking about the, the, I think the current MCU there's two issues one being, there's no continuity between all of the different properties at the moment that we can see. Yeah. Which again, and I, I will see if I know, that
0: changes. I'll hold exactly. my hands up.
1: And and I know the chat's been kind of popping off a little bit. I think that might be due to COVID to some extent. I know LJ, you said that you don't think it is, and I know we haven't they they haven't really been presenting any information in a public forum like a like a san diego comic-con or a d23 for a while i get that and i know that's coming in the next month or so and they're probably going to drop some some news i get a hundred percent i hope that's not the that's (laughs) not the only issue that's Mm -hmm. not the only issue with the mcu right now the one the major one that we're talking about right now is the quality of the content that we're getting and i don't think it's measuring up to what we got in the previous three phases I think, and this bar, is, Barring some exceptions. Yeah.
0: And I'm speaking this for me, and I don't know if this agrees with you. I'm assuming it probably will. But I am willing to forgive that nothing feels like it's leading to a bigger overall story if the quality was of a higher standard. 100%. Because I, I'm 100% willing to be patient and let it build. Chunk, you're about to get banned. We do not <laughs> say Iron Fist in this house. But you know no, what I, I mean? Like I, If the quality was good... I would quite happily sit back and go, Marvel's got it in hand. Of course they do. Yeah. I'll see where this goes. But I'm legitimately getting worried because it isn't just like a... It isn't just like one happened and it was like, ah, it was okay. We've had that a million times in the MCU. You know what I mean? It's like our movies came out, it's been not as great as the rest. But but I said it to you, even movies I came out with, even like, um, like Thor the... Oh, seven kids! Oh, yeah, As we got seven kids, man. Holy uh, word I know. Man. God bless you.
1: <laughs> God, God
0: bless your missus. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like even movies that I didn't like that much, like Thor: The Dark World, or like the oh. Iron Man two and three, or like the movies that are kind of subpar for a lot of people. And I, I, I can look at it and go like that. Yeah, wasn't that great. There's definite issues. But I mean, I can even look at stuff like freaking Captain America: Civil War and go, yeah, there's some issues there. And but I came out hyped as. I, still
1: love the movie.
0: I yeah. came out like Yes, let's go. I'm legitimately to time you out, junk. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I, I I legitimately like was hyped, and then afterwards I'd go, Oh, there were some issues, but I can look past it. But with this stuff, I'm legitimately coming out I'm like What is going on? Like this it doesn't feel Like, the level that Marvel has been at. Marvel has been at the forefront of this. And it's not like... It's not like someone came and, like, tapped them off the pedestal and it started to overtake them. But they're still making good stuff. It's... I seen someone mention it on Twitter and I got really worried because I'm... I'm legitimately worried that they're going to start going this way if they're not already. Because Disney's the one backing them and Disney's a, a is a powerhouse that wants one thing. To make money. And when you've got movies that are making a billion dollars now, like legitimately you could say this movie's coming out from Marvel and show no trailer, no pictures, nothing. And you're still guaranteed you're gonna hit a good few million, if not hit a billion. Yeah. My problem is that we're getting like 13, 14, 15, 16 projects within two years so you're talking about eight projects within a year <laughs> I legitimately timed out Chunk <laughs> love you Chunk
1: It was only one second I'm sorry I had to do it
0: Chunk tied out for a second that's amazing
1: <laughs> I wasn't oh expecting gosh.
0: that I'm sorry I wasn't expecting that. I just totally threw me when I seen that pop up but it's like, oh, I really hope it isn't a case with like, hey, look how much money we can make in a year with three movies. Mm. Imagine how much money we can make with like, four movies and how much money we're going to make off a of Disney Plus with people buying subscriptions if we drop four, five, six Disney Plus shows in a year. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, 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 gen, I, Like, genuinely speaking, I think the same thing's going to happen to Star Wars. I think they're just going to start and maybe the appetite for Star Wars stuff is there because there's there's been such a like a, a drought, I guess, over the past decade. Of, of like I think there's an material. appetite
0: because they've got a whole universe of stuff to explore. Yeah, and they've kind of made the smart thing because we're now starting to get a lot of Star Wars projects, but they're all becoming Disney Plus shows, mm-hmm. and we're kind of pulling back from the movies a little bit. I know Taika Waititi's got one coming, but it's like we've kind of pulled back from that to focus on other stuff. With Marvel, it's like, it's literally full steam ahead. Yeah. And that's my thing. It's like, I say all this stuff. I, I, I'm I going to say this for myself. I haven't seen any of the Netflix shows, including Iron Fist. They're all on Disney Plus, Chunk. Go watch Daredevil and Punisher today. Binge them. Now. You'll thank Trust me. Thank me later. Yeah. That's exactly what happened, Chunk. You were timed out. You were put in the brig. but we are not Marvel haters I am a huge fan of the MCU I love the Marvel movies I was at Endgame cheering my head off for that movie I still Get hyped. Just I'll go on YouTube and watch clips of Cap picking up do, own near, the only or like Cap facing down Thanos's army and then just hearing on your left and all this yes. the portals. Over. I'll I'll Dude, watch that and chills. still get hyped. Right I am an MCU fan and I don't I don't come in here to rip this stuff apart and like. And if you're a fan of the stuff in the way it is the now, I'm I'm so glad. I mean I say it all the time. The movies just like comic books, not everything is for everyone. Some people are gonna love certain things, some people aren't. That's the thing that's, is if you
1: love something like you're like really passionate about it. Like super passionate about it. And you're gonna be the one who's gonna be the most brutally honest about it. Hopefully.
0: No, absolutely, man, and it's like it's just I, I love the MCU and I want to see good quality stuff coming out. And I don't I don't think phase force their best. Mm-hmm. The shows are average at best even though I enjoyed it like I just finished Miss Marvel I finally managed to finish it like I, I you know I said this to you man I trudged to get through that I like I was in no rush to watch it and I actually ended up enjoying it mm-hmm. I actually ended up fairly enjoying the show it's one of the better ones that's came out in my opinion when I finally got through it I, I liked it yeah, like even like that. Chunk of like Iron Man's like finger snaps. Even he says, yeah. "I am Iron Man." Snaps his finger. I, I, oh, I'm getting chills, yeah. man. No, dude. It's no. like
1: legitimately the best experience I've ever had. Yeah. No question, tops everything in the theater.
0: And I just want to call it LG. There, thank you for that comment. I honestly I appreciate it. It Says I love that I tuned in today. You guys genuinely know what you're talking about, unlike other echo chambers of the internet. I I appreciate yeah. that, dude. Thank you so yeah, much. Man, thank you so it. much, sir. I, I appreciate the the praise. We, we don't
1: like. We, I mean, you and I just dis- disagree on some stuff. Oh yeah, um, but I think for the most part, like we we kind of line up for the most part. Like maybe eighty five percent of the time, eighty, 80 most 80 of the, time, the time, time we're
0: kind of in the same the same path. We we disagree and stuff, but even then, it's like we we talk stuff out. Like I'll have to listen to your yeah. opinion, and I understand like why you like certain stuff, and I understand why you don't like certain stuff. Except for yeah. Firefly, when you're just wrong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, if, like I, think a good is a, I think a good example is Avengers. Like. <laughs> I, I did at one point say that it was garbage tier. It's not garbage tier. I was, I was, I was in a, it was a heated moment, and I, I felt like I had to have a really hot time. You, you, t-
0: you, you typed those words out, man. It's like the fact that you, got, you didn't get slaughtered for that when you said that. I'm like, you said that, and the, I ducked and community covered.
1: Was bit, community, community was very gracious to me. I will say it is definitely not anywhere near my favorite Marvel movie. And I think you and I have talked through this, and I think you can see some of my points i see some of your points as far as why it's one of your favorites i get that yeah I get absolutely it and I understand. um but like we don't we don't say i say all that to say we're not we don't say hot takes just to say hot takes like they come from a no
0: like know. we give our opinions on this show it's like I, I, I may be disagreeing with what everyone else in the world is saying but like if you come to the show we're going to give you our opinions on stuff and 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 thank you lg i appreciate it as well soon comes to us for um comic book recommendations You need to open Transformers, man. It's like he's finished it. I'm only a few issues in. I've only had a chance to read a couple of issues. The first like four chapters is like the origin of Megatron, and it's It's freaking amazing. You've started to read it? Oh oh, yeah, it's so good. I've got to like the Decepticons just starting to get put together now. Like we're just starting to put the badge on and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, such a good. good. Like I'm, I'm hyped for the Transformers comic. That's, that's one we're definitely doing at indie comic book club, man. Yeah, so good. Totally down. Yeah, absolutely. OG. Like Avengers is definitely. I think it's I don't think it's aged as well as it could have. It's definitely a bit of a time capsule for the 2012 one, but it 100% has got a nostalgia for me. I will never forget that feeling of going into Avengers
1: <clears throat>
0: and that feeling of seeing them come together for the first time. Like no hype of thinking of Infinity War and Endgame and anything. Like them all coming together for the first time, like the thought yeah. of something like that happening in cinema had yeah. never been done before. It was insane, and it was phenomenal, and that will always like resonate nostalgia for me because of that. I fully admit the movie has problems. It is not a perfect movie by any means. Yeah, yeah, I, and no I get the way, you know. Cause, but I
1: mean, you, you look at that one part where they there, it go, It's just this revolving cut or a revolving scene between all the Avengers fighting Loki's army. Yeah. That's one of the coolest scenes in any Avengers movie. I mean, let's be honest. That's
0: one of the coolest that's scenes. So cool. that, like everyone knows, that. that's a pop culture scene now. Yeah. Of that shot is like, oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we we are here to give our opinions on it, and this opinion is like, honestly, I did not enjoy Thor: Love and Thunder. It was an okay movie, but I I came out of it feeling really disappointed. Yeah,
1: I was I was sad. Like I know it sounds. This like had potential a little...
0: to be something really good, and it just it wasn't.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm not, I don't want to over exaggerate, but I was like, when I came out of it, because you know, going into it, you have a bunch of mediocre stuff, in my opinion, from the MCU and Phase Four. So going into this, I was like, man, this needs to hit. Yeah. This needs
0: to hit. I think I said and it when to you going there, in. Like I said, I'm legitimately nervous going into this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and when we came out, I was like, dang it! Like, man, you needed to hit and you missed. You missed yeah. it.
0: One hundred percent. I was
1: super disappointed. And now, in my opinion, it's all up to Black Panther two which I, to be fair i think looks like it's lining up to be pretty cool in my opinion
0: i am not you might gonna lie.
1: disagree i know you might disagree i'm not
0: gonna lie without chadwick boseman without ed boseman boseman even yeah. i can't i lost my mouth just stopped working halfway through boseman. his last name i don't know why um but without having t'challa in the movie yeah i'm nervous with the direction they're going Because, like, I legitimately, with all the stuff that happened with, like, uh, with Surface, it plays Shuri with Tisha Wright. Um, Like, with the whole, like, the anti vaxxer stuff and all that. And it's like, if that's her opinion, fair enough. But, like, I've seen the way that Disney's responded to that stuff before. Yeah. So, that alone, I'm like, I don't know what that's going to do to affect the movie. Yeah. But, our Marvel Lord and Savior has appeared in a leak to save us all. Yes. Oh, praise God King Doom in his possible first appearance.
1: Speaking of... And if they again, get
0: him right, I will forgive everything I have said today if they have Doctor Doom in this movie and get him right.
1: Alright, so this is a possible spoiler that we're kind of tippy-toeing into right now, so if you don't want to hear anything about this, just, just leave for a second. But, to cross this point, there has been some leaks, some pre leaks. Of a fully costumed Dr. Von Doom. And he <laughs> looks gorgeous. Freaking perfect. amazing. He looks perfect.
0: Comic accurate costume is
1: oh, so one thing good. I will say. One thing I will say, this week as well, there have been set pick releases, uh, set pick shots of Secret Invasion. Mm. The guy that is in the picture with Dr. Doom, you see the back of his head, has been shown on set at in Secret Invasion so it's looking like that leak might be legit
0: Uh, it looks sweet if you have not listened to this show or been here for a lot of our stuff you may think I'm overreacting you have no idea how excited I am for Doctor Doom and how excited I've been for him since Marvel got the rights back for Fantastic 4 I have not shut up about it nor will I ever shut up about how amazing a villain he is and how much he needs to be the next big bad. Screw freaking Kang, screw your secret invasions, Doom is a bigger threat than Thanos ever has. People who don't know Marvel comics are like how can you top Thanos, Doctor Doom. I will never get over the image of Secret Wars of God King Doom at the height of his power ripping Thanos' spine out of his body and leaving him in a heap. You want to know what's bigger than Thanos? Doom. If this is him coming into it and they get him right oh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. You know...
1: I'm posting something in chat uh, for those of you who do not mind being potentially spoiled what we're talking about uh, is the is the picture that i'm that i'm
0: getting ready to post so. oh yeah and absolutely lg like he's a straight boss and like ultimate alliance when he gets his guardian powers is like yeah it's it's good man i'm i'm excited
1: i need to read up on my secret war stuff i'm almost through
0: it's like <laughs> it's the the future looks like it could be bright for marvel agreed,
1: I, I, agreed. I, I
0: by no means am i saying that this stuff is like this that it's a lost cause that yeah that the, the mcu is done where
1: the mcu is, is right now this is a snapshot <laughs> what we're talking about is a snapshot and
0: i want change. the i want the quality to get better whether that means they just get other people involved in it if whether that means uh, they cut back on certain stuff whatever they have to do to get the quality back to where it was do it and I, I, I'm be there front and center. Like when, don't get me wrong, when Black Panther comes out later this year, we kind of forever. I will be there. When the the rest of Disney Plus shows drop, She Hulk, what if season two? I'll be there. Whatever the hell else is meant to come out this year, there's like 15 things coming out. Is Ironheart this year, um, Secret mm-hmm. In- Ironheart and Secret Invasion. Is that this year or yeah. early next year? Whenever they're out. Um,
1: that is a good question.
0: I don't know. <laughs> whatever, like whatever comes out, I'll be there. I'll check it yeah. out. I will be there on Wednesdays for Disney Plus. I'll be at the cinema when the movies drop.
1: We have Ant Man coming out, Guardians of the Galaxy three, and the Marvels next year.
0: Yeah, so like I have no qualms about it. Like even the Marvels that was mentioned in chat a little bit, I'm excited to check that out because I enjoyed Miss Marvel. I wasn't a big fan of Captain Marvel, but Monica Rambeau and what she done in One Division was phenomenal. Uh, the actress I completely forgot her name, that plays Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, and the Miss yep. Marvel show. She's phenomenal. She's a great actress for such a young like actor she's a phenomenal actress I'm, I'm hyped to see what they mm-hmm. do with it I just don't want them to keep dropping the ball Agreed. but we've got so much great content and the exciting thing is like there's more of the boys coming out there's more of Invincible coming out there's more of these other amazing things out there I don't think comic book stuff's going away anytime soon and the, the greatest thing is that majority of stuff is really good quality you know, and maybe it is a case we've been spoiled up to this point. Maybe we have been really spoiled yeah. with how good the Marvel stuff has been. You know, so like we've had a lot of amazing movies come out of the MCU. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I want more. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want, I don't want Endgame to be the last like phenomenal thing I've seen. You know.
1: I think it's a you know we know what type of quality they can put out, and we're not seeing that right now, and it's frustrating.
0: Yeah, I mean, you put out the type of quality of like of something like No Way Home and then like you know like how long has it been since that came out and uh, we've got Thor Love and Thunder and I'm like it's like really no they're not they're not even close it's not even just tonally different it's just different in a, such an awful way and yes 100% ads, Henry Cavill and anything I'd be fine with him being Captain Britain and I and I've seen you mention it earlier I meant to say it as well ads, I'd like I, I want to see them do good stuff with Blade as well like I love oh, yeah. the Wesley Snipes Blade movies. The first two, the first two anyway, were amazing. Trinity was third one was just utter awful. crap, but <laughs> but the first two are amazing. Like yeah, like I, I would, I I really want to sit and watch Blade Two now. That's largely just put in my down, head. Like, it's such so a good, good movie. That's one. I'm of the three MCU
1: Movies that I don't have. Is it like no, Luke Goss? America I can't remember the guy's
0: name that plays the main villain in Blade Two. He's phenomenal. Even Dorf? Out. No, no. Stephen Dorf's the first one. Yeah, Luke Goss is a the head of like the vampire vampires in the second one and it's like who also plays like the big bad for um, Hellboy 2 as well oh yeah that's right uh, both phenomenal movies by the way I didn't know Donnie Yen was in Blade 2 that's crazy alright sorry Good. sorry we're we getting on rants again <laughs> but yeah uh, we're talking about the phase in general and Cross said something about Shang-Chi being a martial artist and was, you're talking about you getting <laughs> banned <laughs> but but yeah like I I'm not a fan of where Phase 4 has come but I'm hopeful that we can get back on track and like I said I will happily hold my hands up if something happens like across yeah. the next few movies and shows like this is what we were doing and everything <laughs> ties up like Secret Invasion starts to tie stuff up and Ant-Man yeah, yeah, Watch yeah. ties stuff up with Kang and the Marvel starts to tie stuff in and it all starts to make sense I will hold my hands up and say I was wrong we've done it before I'll happily say it again but this is where we are right now with it you know
1: i heard about anthony Starr being possibly being dracula, possibly being
0: dracula. That would be Ooh, sick Ooh, i didn't no, hear about that one that'd be cool
1: so so cross. i got a question give, so, give anthony
0: start all the all the rules give him everything he's amazing give, give as him we're everything
1: kind of, as we're kind of getting to the end what are your predictions for um, san diego comic-con from a marvel mcu perspective and d23 in september like what what do you think are the big things that they're going to focus on
0: well if the rumors are right the big thing for d23 is meant to be fantastic four mm. they're talking about the the director and the casting announcement for it mm-hmm. <clears throat> that will be the biggest thing coming out of d23 if it's true they won't do anything to top that because they're wanting fantastic four to be a banger because they're they're trying to it has compete to be. It with has to be. they're trying to compete with the previous fantastic four movies mm. And basically do what they've done with other stuff and show, now that it's in our hands, we're capable of it. Yeah, yeah. For San Diego Comic-Con, I don't know.
1: Because it's that's weird,
0: because San right? Diego Comic- Is it this week? Is it this week, San Diego? Know, I know it's coming sure up. It I can't remember the exact dates. Is it this week? pretty sure it is. For San Diego Comic-Con, I honestly don't know. Mm. because the thing is like I don't know we'll definitely get stuff towards the stuff that's coming up this year I'm thinking I'm assuming San Diego Comic Con we're going to get the trailer for Wakanda forever oh yeah we're going yeah. to get stuff like that we're going to get trailers for some there's of the maybe some points of, uh An-Man
1: teaser maybe
0: maybe an Ant-Man teaser probably a Marvel's one because there have been because there have been talks of like there's been clips showing like the Marvel's stuff apparently going around <sighs> apparently there was like was a was his face Paul Rudd with um, like Ant Man with Carol Danvers and Miss Marvel, mm, okay. Uh, stuff. So, so I think we'll get a bit of the Marvels, if not Ant Man stuff, possibly. Mm-hmm. Definitely with kind Canada of forever. But I think Fantastic Four is going to be the, the big announcement. We won't get anything to see obviously, but that'll be the big announcement for D twenty three of who the actors are. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to start to see some mutant stuff. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, X Men. Which again, X-Men. spoilers for uh, Miss Marvel. But we've had the second now reference to mutants because we had Professor X and Multiverse of Madness, and now we've had Miss Marvel and the reference that what's going on in her body is a mutation. Second time, second time we've heard that little ditty. You know what this means, right? 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 Are you hyped for the X Men yet? We're going to play, keep playing the freaking animated theme <laughs> until you're hyped enough. But yeah like I, we might get a reference to that but i don't I, know I think, I think
1: we'll get a teaser for so the x-men show x-men 97 which is a continuation yeah that's like an animated that's, show, right. that's coming animated out show from that. the 90s is coming out next year so I'm, i i would assume we would get maybe a teaser of that maybe yeah. a d23 maybe but i yeah i think to your point i think fantastic four is going to be the biggie uh, i think we probably get some teas some trailers some more trailers for like she hulk um and what's the other show that's coming out this year there's another show that's coming out later this year I don't know maybe a trailer for Blade or, or a teaser for Blade or something like that
0: maybe uh, it, it depends know. on the release date it's like I, honestly I can't even make a guess because I don't have it up in front of me like the list of like release dates for stuff Yeah. so like whatever the next things are we'll probably get stuff for them yeah like at least up to mid next year maybe we'll get little hints at things but yeah yeah uh, Oh yeah, one hundred percent as Paul Rod found the fountain of youth. There is no way that guy should look like that and be as old as he is. Like Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of nuts. But yeah, I think yeah. I say there's nothing really to add on to. It. I'm kinda of no. like it's just it's it's just kinda like I'm
1: hype. I'm hype for where I think the MCU could go. because like, you you have all these big projects like Fantastic Four, you have Doctor Doom you have Kang, you have Secret Wars, you have all this stuff, these really cool heroes being introduced. Yeah, It it has the potential to be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've got so to... many options ahead of us, it could be phenomenal. I'm just worried. <laughs> I'm just oh, worried. nice, LJ. Cal Dodd coming to Uricon this year. Sweet. That'll be cool. Is he coming? Is Cal Dodd still doing, like, is he playing Wolverine in the new X-Men, or is it going to be... Someone else. I don't even know if there's any voice. I'm pretty actors. sure he is. I'm pretty sure he is voicing him. Is he? Because I've, I've not even heard like any of the announcements for voice actors and stuff. So I wasn't even sure. The phase, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he
1: is. He is voicing him. I'm
0: looking at like the, a the like a midlife crisis. crisis. Absolutely, LG. I, I'm quite happy. like, see if this ends up being just a, like a little in between thing with just some like solo little filler stories before we get into the next stuff. I'll look back on it with a lot more fond memories than I am currently going through it, if that makes sense. Yeah. But overall I'm like right now it's wait and see. It's wait and see what's to come, I feel. I don't think there's a definitive answer. Yep. Of like what's to come, but but in terms of what we've seen so far, like in the with Thor, I just I felt like they just they dropped the ball. Yeah. With Agreed. what could have been with introducing the new pantheons, with Gore, with Mighty Thor, with with everything, it just it felt like it just. Let's put it this way: when half your like your fan base is now questioning the fact of whether or not they even want a Thor five, yeah, and the fact that, that Taika Waititi right, shouldn't be touching the project anymore is kind of like, uh, yeah. Uh, like we can't have Moon Knight and not see that character get used again not absolutely right. LG. I want to see more especially the way they left off Moon Knight see the way they left off Moon Knight season 1 and then went oh yeah we don't know if we're doing season 2 it's like well why did you put a fucking cliffhanger at the end of it also is anybody disappointed that we didn't see any of the Egyptian gods at the Pantheon no right you literally just introduced them in Moon Knight and I'm like none make an appearance yeah. really okay yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's a, LG, that's the thing. I think, I think so much stuff was set up, and there wasn't clear cut ways of where to go with certain things. You know, like that with the uh, like with Moon Knight. Oh, it's a cliffhanger, and I'm like, but we're not going to do anything with it, and okay. Or like Hawkeye, clearly set up to keep going and telling Kate Bishop's story. We're not doing a second season. She'll so just show up somewhere, I'm like, okay. Thankfully, like Kingpin and Daredevil are meant to be showing up in Echo. They at least confirmed... There's at least well, rumours circulating that that's possibly a thing. You know, like This version of Kingpin. Just just let, just let yeah. him be the Netflix least, version. Just let him be the Netflix version. was nothing wrong with
1: that.
0: What do you think of that, by the way? Apparently Daredevil's going to be having his black costume as well. Not like the Frank Miller like, blindfold one, but his actually black Daredevil costume. I don't
1: know if I know that one. Not the black and not the yellow
0: one, right? No, 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 no. The <clears throat> he wore it for a little while. Let me see if I can. Hello. lot. Daredevil.
1: The only black costume that I know of is the one with the bandana across his
0: face. I forgot to say. Of course, I'll bet in black. Oh, gosh.
1: Well, I see what you're talking about. The black and red accents. Yeah, with the red accents oh, to it. Oh, okay. I like that, actually. I like the way that looks
0: yeah he's worn it a few times that one it's like he usually goes back to the red one eventually but like
1: I like it man I I would love to see him wear the yellow one but I get why they don't want to do that one it's
0: kind of gaudy so for anyone that's in the
1: yeah 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 I like that one
0: so apparently that's the costume they're going to be going with him which one? I'm good with that I like that costume yeah black and red LJ Um, that's the rumors anyway but we'll see if they end up doing that yeah, just check my Comic Con for August and Red Dwarf Arnold Rimmer will be there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. Ads, if I if I get you something, can you get it signed for me? I would absolutely love that. Chris Barrett is saying something. Love Red Dwarf. My, my comedy sci-fi stuff everyone knows. British sci-fi comedy. Got it. That's but, um... Lost. <laughs> no worries. Don't worry. Just... We'll talk. <laughs> the British people will talk about this one. Right, um, I'll sit
1: out. I'll sit this next couple of plays
0: out. But... But yeah, I think the future's hopeful and the future's still bright. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it, we're not like beyond salvaging it at this point. I don't feel. No, but I feel like if we continue on the path that we're on, we should be concerned, because the MCU's is not just competing in a vacuum anymore, like it was okay. early on. It's competing against really high quality stuff, yeah. especially geek stuff and nerd stuff. Geek and nerd culture has has blown up. And it's become mainstream now, which... If you told, like, teenage me that, I would never have believed you. <laughs> it's
1: cool to be a nerd now.
0: Yeah. Still not used to that. Not even a little. Like, I, I grew up as a nerd. Though, like, it was not cool. Not at all. Not even slightly. Being a comic book fan was not a <laughs> an everyday thing. But, I mean, it's like, I think we're never going to be shy of that content and... I think the different stuff is only good. I kind like, of, I kind of almost want Marvel to take a dip, in like how much success they're having, because I want it to be a case of when they take a dip in that, that when the stuff starts, the other stuff starts to get really big, compliments and starts to make a lot of money. That it will push them to be better. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like I'm always a believer of like competition is a bigger thing. Agreed. You know, yeah. like I I used to grow up as a I grew up as a wrestling fan, and I always believed that like. The era that we grew up in, watching wrestling, that the wrestling quality was better because there was a com- company giving them competition. As soon as that company disappeared, the quality freaking dipped. Yep. 100%. So I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, LG. They kind of almost need to be humbled, like, because they're like the juggernaut at the top of the thing now, and it's like, but if they get dropped, it'll make them step back and reassess and." That and that's not what people want—a bunch of mediocre content. No, absolutely not. It's like you're going to give us high quality stuff. Keep up the high quality stuff. so like, yeah. I would rather yeah, actually, have one Marvel project a year that is a massively high quality mm-hmm. than eight nine projects a year that are all average. Yep. Agreed. You know, I just I don't want them to get into a place of. If we keep pushing more content, it's going to get us more money, and that'd be the driving force as opposed to making stuff that's really good. Because if they make stuff that's really good, they'll do both, they'll make even more money. Yep. You know, because like this is the. I don't want them to have got to end game and be resting on their laurels at this point. I want them to have got to end game and go, actually, we should be digging in harder now. Because anyone that's been invested at any point in the first three phases. You literally have a point to dip out now that Endgame's passed. Yep. you got no reason to invest. The whole story that it's been building up to is done. Iron Man's gone. Captain America's gone. You know, it's like all these heroes that you Black Widow's gone. It's like they're, they're gone. It's a yep. whole new, different heroes. I uh, wonder if being backed up by COVID had an effect too. It maybe had an effect to a certain extent. But at the same time, they readjusted like release times and stuff to a certain bit, like, like you know what I mean? Like, one division came out first, but it wasn't meant to be the first project released. It was meant to be something else. And I'm like, which I'm kind of like, what was the original plan that changed? Constipated with content energy. <laughs> <laughs> that is an image I did not think I was going to get today. Thank yeah. you so much for that. But. But yeah, it's like, I yeah. think I think, yeah, the future's looking bright for it. I think we're it's looking great. hopeful. Uh, we can't blame the issues of writing and planning. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. The writing and planning are the big things, and it's like... But, the I mean, they've got enough people they have got the chance to turn it around still. Yep. But yeah, I think that's pretty much us for Thor and for Phase 4 today, and I think that's a good place to kind of wrap it up, or... We're kind of there. Uh, one thing I do actually want to talk about briefly, because I don't know if i have talked about it in the podcast yet. I know we've mentioned it in different Steams, and we've been like going crazy in Discord talking about it. Uh, but in the near future, we're going to actually be having a little bit of a change to our um, regularly scheduled content. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, me... Don't don't worry. We're still going to be here on Sundays doing our podcast thing. You're not getting rid of it that easily. Um. But a couple of streams are going to be coming to an end to open up way for another stream. Art of the hero is going to be finishing up. Don't worry, Nitro's still going to be here. He's still going to be doing art He'll stuff. Still be doing art, yeah. He's you can still get commissions from him. You can still get your logos done and all that sort of stuff. He's still going to be doing this thing. Um, and the CFE stream is actually going to be wrapping up in Fridays because uh, we don't have another free night. So no. dedicated to this, but we are actually going to be dedicating ourselves to brand new Dungeons & Dragons. Got our dice on the go there. Go on. I'm on on a stream. I have to do it once. I have to. (laughs) Let's see if I can get it. 13. Crit hit!
1: Crit hit! No, I got a (laughs) 1. That one.
0: (laughs) Nedra's computer just blows up while he's sitting there.
1: (laughs) So, yeah. So, just to tell you a little bit about this, I've got a piece so bad. So, I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. Uh, so we are we are starting Dungeons and Dragons we don't have a lot of details right now um, we have our first DM for our first campaign and his name is Tom Levine which if you've been following our podcast for any length of time you know he's been a guest of ours he is a published author he's worked with Todd McFarlane of Spawn and he also has his own comic Beckett's Last Mic Tape which is awesome everything 13 Reasons Why wishes it was which we totally is, did an is, interview
0: with him regarding so you should yeah, totally yeah. go so to our YouTube channel and check it out
1: so he's going to be doing our first uh, campaign. Uh, right now we have four players. Uh, again, we need to check with him as far as how, how big he wants the party. Uh, but after this first campaign, once we get our footing under us, we're probably going to be, be making this a regular part of the channel. Uh, we have Discord channels set up uh, for it, which if you are not in our Discord, uh, there's a shout out for that. Uh, we have a list of DMs that have already kind of uh, offered their services, so to speak. And we have a list of players that have already, already volunteered to play. So if you are not on that list and you would like to be uh, considered uh, for a DM in a future campaign, because Cross nor I have ever played the ND, um, and you, or you would like to play, and or you would like to play, please hit us up uh, Discord. Um, we've been chatting about it for weeks. We're super excited. Um, yeah, yeah, that's all I really have to say. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll talk. I've got something else to pitch. If you need to go pee, your yeah, yeah, I gotta go
1: pee. I'll be right back. <laughs> I've
0: been on it for so long. I'll be right back. Man is a bladder like an 80-year-old. But yeah, so we're absolutely going to be doing um, some D&D on the channel. We're really excited for this. Um, massive shout-out to Tom, who's going to be um, DMing for us. Uh, guest DMs and occasional guest players would be cool. Yeah, so like we're we're still getting their foot, and We're going to do our first campaign with him um, to kind of get our footing under it. And then from there, we're going to see where we want to take it. We've got a couple of people who have been interested in DMing and possibly doing DM roles, but we've also got a bunch of people who are wanting to play. I think like, a ton of people have came forward, either uh, seasoned players or if you're like brand new to it, if you want to play. Um, we've had a couple of people who have never played before. Like, Nitro and I have never done Dungeons & Dragons. Like We wanted to. I know um, Caleb over at the Spacehawk Hawk um, just wrapped up like, a D&D campaign, which I was totally gutted that my schedule wouldn't allow that. Um, so we're really excited and hyped thank you LG. I appreciate it brother um, so we're really excited for this we're really getting in Like um, Nitro's got his players handbook I've got my players handbook coming in today um, so we're that was just creepy what in the world was that entrance <laughs> but yeah as I was saying like, I cannot hear you Daggon it! I knew that. I knew it was on You <laughs> sure you did? Sure you did. Um, but yeah, like as you we were saying, if anyone wants to come in and play, hit us up in the Discord. If you're interested in playing, if you want to be a DM, if you want to just get involved, whether you've you've played tons of D and D and you're a seasoned veteran or you've never played a game before, let us know. Yeah. Uh, we want to get as much of the community involved as we can with it. Yeah. Um, also, I want to do um, a little bit of shout out. I'm going to put up some links in our chat right now. Um, My lovely wife, Jay, who you may know from Monday Nights here on stream. Where's my thing moving? There we go. I tried to scroll up there and I just wasn't doing it. Um, My lovely wife, Jay, who you may know from Monday Nights here playing um, You Have Died Try Again, playing a lot of different horror games, playing some Nancy Drew games. Um, She's decided to go off an adventure and she's dragging uh, Mrs. Nitro along with her. Our lovely ladies are going to be kicking off their own Adventures and to podcasting and social media and everything, and with my cup of tea. This is not going to be in the same vein of what we're doing, and because somehow these comic book geeks managed to, you know, marry fairly cultured women who like the finer things in life, believe it or not, they like the finer things in life, and somehow ended up with us. So, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth on that one. Um, but they are doing a podcast that's going to be talking about literature talking about the arts, talking about anything like that so if you yourself are interested in hearing their thoughts on that um, or interest, know anyone that would be interested in it please send them that way the link should be there for the uh, the essay store link's there I don't see a link for the podcast I should have included that why is that not in there um, but hit us up on Discord to get the link for the podcast itself or hit their social media um, Jay's eventually going to look to switch over to her own My Cup of T 1775 Twitch channel. Um, it's not going to happen probably for some time, but the plan is to move there, so if you want to go drop her a follow for when that happens, hit her up on the social media. She's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and um, up on YouTube, where those stuff will be getting uploaded. And then, also she has an Etsy store that has now opened with her first piece of artwork for sale. And um, uh, Be A Light Painting, she's done. It was a uh, piece that was paint by numbers and the artwork was already done and she added the coloring to it and she is currently working on her first original piece and uh, which is going to be going up on the store as well so please hit that up check that out um, and if you're interested by all means go ahead and purchase but please just show some love and support I know you've shown love and support for her Monday nights here but we would love you to continue that um, with her actual stuff if you're interested um, so thank you so much for that guys but yeah I think that's it for us today and um, you can go will be back tomorrow night and um, delving back into i'm not sure what she's doing if she's doing some phasmo or some nancy drew i don't know what the plan is at the moment i'll check with her but she will be back 8 30 tomorrow night and um, then i will be back tuesday night with some more horizon zero dawn getting back into that game next will be back on thursday i believe doing some more art of the yep. hero uh depending on whether or not um I may or may not be
1: starting on D's uh, commission, Just Me D's commission from the 12-hour stream on Thursday. If, if not,
0: I'll be working on some D&D stuff. Nice. And then, as far as I know at this point, we will be doing some Sea of Thieves on Friday, so if you're interested in setting sail with me, getting as many sailmen as we can before we end up stopping it for D&D, um, by all means just let us know and we'll get you in first, and good times on Friday night. Uh, and then, are you going to be here next Sunday? That's a really good
1: question. I, I don't know the answer to that right now. I think I should be. I should be doing a stream this yeah. uh, this coming Sunday. But Keep I'm up with 100%. us
0: on um, Discord and on social media to hear what's happening this Sunday. I will not be here. Jay is going out of town to see a friend, so I will be with the kids all weekend. Um, so there will be no, I pray for you. <laughs> there will be no, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't know if I'm going to survive it. Um, so I won't be here for the podcast on Sunday um, and Jay also won't be here on Monday night next Monday night because um, she gets back in Monday evening um, so 100% keep up to date with us on social media and discord to hear um, if Nigel's going to be doing something this Sunday, if he does a podcast, if he does some gaming, some art, whatever he gets up to um, but I think that's pretty much everything for what's coming up this week Week Alright, we just need to go and drop a lovely raid on someone. Depending on who is even live right now. And, uh, let's see. Sorry, I know I've just gone all quiet there. Try to see if any of our regular friends are on. Oh, Cameron's on oh, plus Deanna. let's go and show them some love today alright we're going to go and hang out with Cameron but thank you so much for everyone that came and hung out with us today please stick around with the raid and show them some love and uh, we will see you all tomorrow night and remember it is a good week to be a geek eat my care. hammer <laughs> have a good week everyone oh my goodness oh. 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 Oh.
1: Ciro